0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to And There You Go, a podcast about life. Whether you're hanging from a cliff by one hand or laughing your ass off, we'll cover it all. And now your co-hosts, Addie and Chad. So, Eddie, I see that you're indulging in a little bit of day drinking
1: oh, right don't now. Don't on me. Well, they
0: don't know what time it is. Okay, it's five oh, o'clock. Only I know, <laughs> and you know. Um... How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fine. I did- All lubed
0: up? Gra- Ready no, to go? No, I am not. <laughs> no, you're not. I know. <laughs> I'm just- But I,
1: I did have like a little bit of wine. I have it sitting next to me. I don't know why, but every once in a while I get nervous. No, I get that. Nervous energy yeah. about doing podcasts and I just need to settle down. And that is not telling anybody to go out there and do what I'm doing right now.
0: no. No, but, you know, many people do. It's something that'll help
1: yeah <laughs> we'll only'll so we'll see we'll, we'll,
0: we'll see how this episode goes here so um, but no, I, we were talking uh, off stage, if you will. I like saying that. <laughs> uh, but you were telling me about a thing that you do with kids. You're a teacher, you have been a teacher, yeah. taught many different things, uh, but in mm-hmm. teaching elementary school kids, you have a technique with them that you use to try to help from a behavioral standpoint. Uh, in a social standpoint, I think. You right, social-emotional. Yeah, social-emotional. Mm-hmm. But it, I thought it was really interesting, the, the thing that you did. So would you mind sharing that again?
1: Not at all. Uh, I also did that for preschoolers, kindergartners, elementary.
0: It might be good for some um, adults I know, too. Quite I think
1: it would be and, very good for almost anybody.
0: But we'll get into that after you, you explain kind of what this exercise is. I think it's right. really fun.
1: It would usually be the first lesson that I did for the year. Mm-hmm. And I would have them get in groups of about four, uh, sitting on the floor, and I would give them a paper plate, a plastic spoon, and a a brand new tube of toothpaste, which, by the way, I got at the dollar store. Okay. So it didn't get terribly expensive. No. Um, if anybody's concerned over that, it was it was my money anyway. It was your money. As <laughs> <laughs> much as
0: you know, many supplies I hear are purchased by teachers. But that's another yeah. topic for a completely different episode. Exactly. So toothpaste, a <laughs> uh, paper plate, a, sp- a spoon, and a gathering of four young little goslings.
1: Exactly. Yes. And I would tell them that I wanted them to take turns squeezing the toothpaste, go around, take turns, and squeeze it until you think that you've gotten everything out that you can possibly get out of the toothpaste. So they've got these big blobs of toothpaste on their paper plate, Mm -hmm. and then they look at me for what to do next. Mm -hmm. Like, what's next? And I'll say, okay, are you sure you have as much out as you can possibly get out? Yep. Okay. Use the spoon. Get the toothpaste back in the tube. Well, they genuinely try for a while. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, there's at least one who speaks up and says, They can't get it in the tube. It won't go back in. And I said, you are absolutely right. It will never go back in. And so this is a lesson that I, I want you to learn because it's so important socially. It's so important when you're with people that you care about or even people that you don't know. Think about the toothpaste as words and you're just squeezing those words out, but you can't take them back.
0: The image in my head when you say squeezing those words out, I just... uh,
1: (laughs) You can't take it back. No. And and so words can't be taken back. Do you see
0: little light bulbs popping on over their heads when you you make this transition or this connection? Yes.
1: Generally speaking, yes, I do. Uh, We talk about forethought. We talk about thinking before you speak because once those words come out... Even if somebody forgives you if you've said something that's not nice, they might not forget. Mm-hmm. And it could affect them. It could affect them for their whole lives, oh, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so it's something that I wanted to bring to the forefront of any group that I had of young children. Like, really think about this and what kind of person that you want to be and think about your words, because your words, they stay with people.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I think we've all got the inner monologue and the voices in our head that we have that kind of judge us or, or you know, messages that we have heard from our past. And so when you talk about not forgetting, I mean, I've, I can think of some very specific things that people squeezed out of their own tube of toothpaste that uh, were intended for me that, that have stuck with me. Oh, me too. And certainly now, you know, hopefully I can rationalize my way around them and, and understand that they're just words in my head. But they do, to your point, they stick with you. You know, The
1: good things, too. Well,
0: the good things absolutely, too.
1: But generally people, for every bad thing that's said, I think, there, you have to, have to say seven good things to make up for it, yeah, something there, along those there's lines. there's some, some
0: ratio like that that is really significant, yes.
1: Yeah, and so you have to be careful. Once they're out, the words, you can't put them back. And the destruction that words cause, written or spoken, can be a lifetime.
0: Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and you think about the impact, too, further. I mean, you think about things like bullying, Yep. Um, you know, and it doesn't have to be physical bullying. It can be verbal. And, you know, some of the stories that we hear in the headlines these days, you know, uh, about kids who get bullied and, and then they retaliate or worse, they, you know, into an extreme, you know, they end up taking their own lives. And so, you know, those words coming out, your word forethought, thinking about what you say before you squeeze that tube and let that toothpaste come out. What is the, the downstream impact of some of that stuff so that it can be very destructive?
1: It can, and part of the reason that I do this is not to act like I'm perfect, and I've never said something that's <laughs> hurt someone. You're not perfect, huh? <laughs> well, you know I'm not perfect, no. <laughs> for sure. Nor no, am I. Nobody is. No, but no. I've done it too.
0: Oh, I have too. You know, I think about all the different ways that we do that. You know, and something you and I talked about before was the overlay of of technologies. You know, smartphones, and yep. but you know this this happens whether you're face to face. Uh, you know, back in the day, I could send a letter for those of you out there who don't know what letters are. Those are the things <laughs> that you put pen to paper and you send through the, the Postal Service, uh, snail mail, you know, other, other things like that where... Things get said. It could be even not directed at somebody specifically too. It could be something like gossip. But things get said, get get out there mm-hmm. and they have an impact. They get back to somebody and they have an impact. So there's a lot of different ways that you know messages can be conveyed, but especially especially with the technology that we have right now, it seems it seems like there's an explosion of this.
1: Well we spend too much time on our phones and on our computers. We spend too much time with technology and it gets too comfortable.
0: Yeah, it gets very comfortable.
1: To press. Sand.
0: Yes, yes. And I think um, another aspect of that is is it's an impersonal form of communication a lot of times. Because you think about when you and I are sitting here looking at each other and we can see our, our own facial expressions, or not our own, but you know each other's facial expressions and body language, but you don't see that in letters or texts, you know, things like that. A lot of the real person on the other side of this message who's getting squirted with toothpaste, Mm-hmm you don't see the effects of that and so that i think has some bearing too on on the ease of pushing that send button now that send button can grow too you've had this analogy about the size of the the send button too yes. so there's things that can impact that right
1: right and what you write to people might be interpreted much differently than you meant it to be interpreted you know right. how you intended it to be and you can come across unfiltered and all sorts of thoughts go on that you wouldn't even imagine would be there. Right. Because sometimes your intentions are very pure.
0: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. yet they're received again because there's not that three dimensional context mm-hmm. that you have with a spoken word or even, you know, even video sometimes too. So, you know, I mean, I know that I've done that where I've, I'm going to send this message. I'm going to just word it so precisely. But in my head, there's this framework and this context that I can't convey in that message right. or that point of view or, or that the perspective. tone of your or voice. Or the tone of the voice. Exactly.
1: Or how your face looks while you're saying right. it. Right. And yep. it becomes so much easier as well to click send if you're using alcohol yep. or well that a makes the button really a big. Yes it does. Right, right. If you're thinking black and white. Yeah. You know, it also increases yeah, the I mean, chance.
0: You know, whether you're under the influence of like drugs or alcohol or you're under the influence of certain emotions too. You know, if you if you trip downstairs and fall, how do you? What's that analogy that you have for the the executive functions of the brain and the the lizard brain? You the upstairs and the downstairs. Yeah, brain or Yeah,
1: I I show a video on that too. I yeah. talk about the upstairs brain and the downstairs brain, and they don't necessarily work together all the time. No, they don't. And it can be fight or flight. Yep. You you read something you got from somebody. And you're not seeing all of the expressions, you're just hearing the words in your head, not not in the person who sent them's head.
0: Right. Yeah. So, in, in this analogy that you have the upstairs and the downstairs, the upstairs mm-hmm. is more of the executive function. Exactly. You know, in the basement, or the downstairs is the, the lower functioning, the fight or flight. Survival. Uh, from, the, from the amygdala within your brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you get those trigger messages from somebody, and regardless of their intent, you know, it's how you interpret it. And it could be a, like a shove down the stairs to that lower level. You know, and it pushes you right into that. And then there's this reaction and overreaction sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. that that can occur, and then before you know it, you're off to the races. And how many times, I mean, I've done that. I've, I've had situations like that. One in particular, I was emailing. We didn't, uh, text was not really in fashion at this time. I'm kind of dating myself here. But this person made a decision, a very large life decision, and I didn't agree with it. And I wanted this person to know in no uncertain terms that I was really disappointed and I thought they were wrong for doing this and you know how could they do this because it affected a third person and so I started an interchange and it was back and forth and back and forth and it's like with each message it was like I try to get back up the stairs to the upper level to my executive function and then I'll get a message back and it's like the shove right back down you know and it just it's just uh you can't get out of it sometimes but it doesn't end well you know Generally a lot not. of times no
1: right Smartphones have affected our society, for sure. Technology in general, I would say. And, like, we've gone back and forth between face-to-face and technology, easy access to information. We don't communicate as effectively even in person anymore, I don't think, because of technology Families can even get together and they're on their phones. They're not talking to oh, each other. Oh my heavens,
0: yes. I was, I've been at gatherings, family gatherings, where people haven't seen themselves for a while and yet everybody's sitting there on their phones. On their phones. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. It is. Yeah. I was thinking too that as I reflect on my own experiences or my own behaviors around some of this that ego can be involved too you know that you want to demonstrate that you have the upper hand in the situation or there's a need to control the situation or whatever and ultimately you know and i found myself doing this i'll admit that in a very emotional interchange i'm looking for that message that one message that gives me that mic drop that says gotcha (laughs) you no, know, and there's <laughs> I you think can't,
1: everyone does I
0: know, but it doesn't work.
1: no, it, it doesn't. doesn't work uh-uh
0: because that's, th- there, there's a message that shoots right back a lot of times.
1: they'll interpret that however they want
0: exactly, right? exactly yes
1: and we've seen that in Facebook wars, and I don't get myself involved in those. Just, it's a
0: fun spectator sport Well, that's sometimes. right. I'm like
1: on the edge of my seat waiting for the next response, you right. know, wondering how far is this going to go? What are they going to say? Yeah. And it can get so cruel.
0: Yeah. yeah, And it really can. I mean, mm. I, I saw one the other day that got out of control because somebody had commented about, I don't recall what, but some other person started harping on this other person's weight. And, you know, it's like it had nothing to do with the original. I think it was a meme that somebody posted or a joke or something. Well, that's not a joke. Well, yes, it is. You don't get it. You're dumb. You're stupid. Well, you're fat. It's like.
1: That just tanked. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. When you start going at other people. Yeah. For, for physical traits or anything like that that has nothing to do with the argument.
0: Yeah. Well, and there's people that like to do that. I think that that's referred to as trolling or, or mm. sniping, but, but there's people that like to do that just to egg people on. And I think that's, uh, again, that's an ego thing. Um, they're looking for a reaction because they, they're trying to manipulate people into that kind of behavior. And we see that in life too, and I'm sure you've seen that in the, in the schools that you've taught where kids just pick on kids just to get a reaction from them. And
1: Generally, I think human nature, when things like that erupt, they mean to get a reaction. That's what they want. Yeah. So sometimes you don't want to give them that.
0: Yeah. And I think with the technology and squeezing the tube and out comes the toothpaste with cell phones and, you know, that sort of, you know, computers and just instant messaging and things, I think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's more of an impersonal form of communication. We kind of alluded to that, that earlier in the Podcast here. Yes. Um, but it's more impersonal. I mean, you might see that person's name. You might see a picture. You don't know if those are even real, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, assume they are, but it's still impersonal because they can't come back. They don't know you. You know, it's, you, you think about would you do something like that to somebody face to face, even? And another analogy is road rage because yeah. it's an impersonal thing. And, and you've kind of got that shield of technology. The technology and road rage is the car the wall the wall yeah exactly and and with the you know cell phone technology there's that shield of technology and so having that makes it easier too I think it makes that button a lot easier to push so
1: it does and like we both said we do it too oh yeah I certainly try not to do it after my experiences with it it's just something that I need to walk away from I don't. That's not the person I want to be.
0: Right. I have an instance where I certainly wasn't the person I wanted to be. I didn't like that. A long time ago when I was going to college, the college sponsored a concert in the auditorium, gymnasium auditorium. Don't laugh. It was the Oak Ridge Boys, you know, and I yeah. okay. I'm so country. <laughs> I had to go see the Oak Ridge Boys. Woohoo.
1: Not that there's anything wrong no. with country. Are you
0: kidding me? I love the Oak Ridge Boys. And and, and um, ironically, and, and don't laugh at this either, I actually had a cowboy hat. Uh, okay, because you
1: can't tell me not to laugh because you know I'm going to laugh then. W- and he's six foot five, by the way, with high hair. Hi.
0: Excuse me. <laughs> high and hair and then
1: and then he's wearing a cowboy hat so he's probably to hide
0: my high hair and it was a 10 gallon high hair cowboy hat okay by high hair she means that my hair sticks up in the morning <laughs> well it's several cute. inches
1: it's very cute I It look
0: like a cupid doll no i look like one of those trolls that runs around butt naked with the hair that you know the 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 flarsen hair that sticks up. You ever see those little trolls about Yay Big? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. No, they have high about hair.
1: That. You look especially fun when you're wearing glasses and your hair's sticking up <laughs> everywhere because it's kinda of like the absent minded professor thing going on.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. Well we can we can shift gears now. Yeah, I think enough to, I, I think know. enough <laughs> toothpaste has been squeezed out of this oh, tube. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> to use your own weapon against you, madam. Um, <laughs> it.
1: I meant it all in fun. Yeah. You're seeing my facial expressions. I, no, I,
0: <laughs> I... That I am. That I am. Um, where were
1: we? Well, you were talking about oh, going yes, to the... My, yeah. yeah okay. okay,
0: so this this high hair 10 gallon cowboy (laughs) hat that I wore and there was a reason I had a cowboy hat by the way it was because at the time my family had horses and you know you kind of dress the part so I even I even had shit kickers cowboy boots wow like I needed to explain that that was Chad (laughs) explaining (laughs) <laughs> Not mansplaining, but Chad splaining. Yeah. So anyway, Oakridge Boys concert. Me and my buddies. We got a little bit tanked up on peppermint schnapps because we thought that would be really good. And it was fall, and we went and stood in line. We got there early because it was general seating, and we got there and we were fairly close to the front, with maybe about twenty, twenty-five people in front of us. And we thought, righteous, we're gonna get the best seats in the house. And before you know it, somebody cuts in line joined a group right in front of us and I said something you know because you know like how rude
1: which is not really indicative of who you are well most no of the but time. but I
0: was kind of ticked you know because yeah. you know here I was I wanted to get a good seat and I the button was probably a little bit bigger because of the the peppermint schnapps mm-hmm. but I was also <laughs> with my buddies you know and so there's some confidence or whatever that goes along with having your posse there. You see all the cowboy terms I'm throwing in here? I see. Yeah, yeah, i whip you into shape. I um, am
1: trying really hard not to let that toothpaste spill right now. I'm
0: I'm, I'm trying to not to saddle you up with too many cowboy analogies <laughs> or, or words. Anyway, so I I found myself saying something to this person. She turns to me and looks at me and goes, "Nice hat." made me feel really self-conscious and really kind of put out I said something about her weight in front of people in the moment I said it I'm sure I went flush I was so embarrassed I said it out loud I couldn't believe I said it out loud and to this day I wish I could go back and apologize but I can't you know that cowboy tube of toothpaste right there
1: yeah but she squirted her own too. Well, she did. But
0: but see, that's the thing, though, isn't it? Because you don't have to react. No. You can be the bigger person. And so when we talk about being the person we wanted to be, I wasn't the person I wanted to be. I got shoved down those stairs into the the first floor, you know, or the basement or whatever, you know, and good old amygdala, my friend, took over (laughs) and said, you're going to do this. I said, I don't want to. Yes, you are. You're going to do it. And I did it. And it's not the person I want to be. It's not the person that I envision myself as. But it happens. It happens to everybody.
1: It does. It's happened to me. I've done it. I've got a story about doing that or somebody doing it to me. Which one would you like?
0: <laughs> well, let's flip a coin.
1: <laughs> Heads. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We didn't figure that out
0: before I flipped the uh, the coin. Okay. Um,
1: I can tell a story about I was with, it was a high school college friend. We were in college. She was taking psychology classes at the time and sociology and things like that. And sometimes she just didn't act so nice. And something in her class, it came up about names of people. Okay. And people with these certain names or women with these names are generally attractive and women with, These names are generally unattractive, but she used the word ugly. And my real name was in the ugly column. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) And let's be clear, we're not going to say your real name necessarily, but it's not Addie, but it's not a very common name.
1: No, it's not. And I'd been teased my whole life. Mm -hmm. So to have somebody who I thought was a close friend be mean and Honestly, she meant to be, to to kind of make me feel inferior. And she wouldn't let it go. She just kept talking about it for days and laughing at me because my name was in the ugly column. Mm. And here's something that I think people forget when they say things like that, even if they apologize, which she did not, because I didn't let on how hurt I was, And she probably wouldn't have anyway, but you can't take it back. No. Even if I thought she was sorry for it, she did it in such a mean-spirited way and kept doing it to get a reaction Mm -hmm. that I'll never forget it. I will never forget that happening and how it, it made me feel so small. And I'd look in the mirror and wonder, is this true? You know?
0: Do you remember how, you said you were in college at the I time? I was, I was yeah. about
1: 18, 19. Yeah, but still,
0: that, that has an effect, you know, and it it goes into that memory bank of voices from your past that come up. And I would imagine you hear that in your head. I in do. situations that have nothing to do with that person or even remotely resemble a list of names. But I bet you hear it.
1: I do. And any time I think about her, That's the first thing I think.
0: And a real strong feeling. You feel it. Yeah. 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 And so the impact of this toothpaste, it gets squeezed out, intentional or not, can last a long time and have really deep effects depending on the severity of it.
1: Well, and given that I did not have high self-esteem in the first place. Right. Probably it did more damage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think about... A lot of the voices in my head come from things that people have said to me, whether they intended it or not. They're there, and uh, it really does have an effect. You really have to really think about what you can, what you say, and what you don't say.
1: Yeah, and that comes then to it. That can lead to deleting people from your lives just for your own personal well-being. Right which goes down a different path, I suppose, but because of the toothpaste thing and the words coming out and how it can affect people, there are times where it's just a good thing to just not have anything to do with them anymore.
0: No, I agree. Now, has there been a time when you've deleted somebody for this reason? Do you have an example or or a story? Well,
1: I'd say I kind of deleted her from my life at some point. Okay. Okay. because there were always these little put downs kind of trying to hide it but not really because i knew that's what it was okay. so yeah. yeah but i've deleted people from my life for those specific things yeah. um things that they've said and done that have hurt somebody that i love that they went so far that nothing could be taken back and it put somebody down a road that was just awful it puts yeah. it, it puts somebody that I love down a road to addiction because this person said things that should have never been said mm-hmm. and too many people knew and she could not handle it
0: yeah and that's that's really hard that's, yeah. that's really hard and that's right there you know I mean that's bullying uh you know a form of bullying and, and we talked about that and mm-hmm. you know and, and I can think of Well, these were words that weren't directed at me. I mean, they were meant for me to hear, but they weren't directed at me. Mm -hmm. But it was something that this person said in front of his wife, but he wanted me to hear it too. Basically, the, the situation was we were out at a summer event And it was warm out and, you know, it was was by a lake. And so there were people in bathing suits. And he was ogling, ogling, whatever that word is, the young ladies. Mm. And right in front of his wife and very openly. And he said something to the effect of, well, if they didn't want me to look at them, they wouldn't dress like that.
1: Oh. And
0: so, you know, that wasn't directed at me, right? No. No, but I heard it. And he squeezed this. Tube of toothpaste, and those words came out, and I don't know how his wife reacted. I'm sure she was not happy about that. But what it it did have an effect on me because I lost all respect for this guy. Yeah. And to this day, I really don't care if I have anything to do with him. You know whether it's sometimes it's directed at you um, or not, it it still can have that effect where you end up removing somebody, deleting somebody from your life. Now I can't completely delete this person because of the circumstances, but I don't make any effort to have any contact with this person. Not just because of that, but there were other things that was indicative of this person's character, if you will.
1: Yeah, sometimes it does show somebody's character. Oh yeah, when those words come out, but then sometimes, like we talked about something comes out that's just not in our character at all, and then what do you do except try to apologize and try to show people who you really are. Right.
0: Or have you said something, something that you believe is true or you know, that, that you make a statement about something based on your understanding only to come to understand that you had the facts wrong. Yeah. But you made that statement, and it's like, oh, crap, had I only known, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have said what I said. And so what do you do in those situations? Well,
1: try to do your best to do your, make yeah. it right.
0: Yeah. So there's all these different kinds of situations like that, that, you know, we're squeezing the tube.
1: Yeah. we And we've both been through divorce too. Yes. And that can get rough.
0: Oh, and, yes. Yes, and it can. very
1: contentious. And yep. Yep. I would reach my limit at certain points because so many nasty things were coming at me and I didn't stop and try to refocus and use the right part of my brain. I would be reactionary sometimes and write something back out of just being defensive and being angry or hurt
0: by things.
1: But in those cases, it generally doesn't do any good, and it would be better to just not.
0: (laughs) Right, right. But again, it comes back to... You know, it's not the person I want to be, but somehow I get shoved down those stairs Mm -hmm. and uh, into that that kind of thinking. And it just, it takes everything you have sometimes just to hold your tongue.
1: It does. And we've kind of discussed being the sender, being the receiver, and it can be awful both ways.
0: Right. Well, it can be awful, you know, if you're the sender and you have a conscience. Um, Right. There are people out there. Who don't don't give a shit. So Too many. Too, yeah, well, too many of them. Yeah.
1: So there's an edginess to it either way, being the sender or the receiver. There's just this edginess, and it likely causes anxiety mm-hmm. because you're trying to figure out how do I handle this. If you're really stopping to think about it, like the toothpaste thing, <laughs> yep. you want to know how should I handle this. Do I respond? Can I do it respectfully even though they're not being respectful? That kind of thing.
0: Yep, makes perfect sense. So mm-hmm. to uh, to kind of sum up our conversation here, if you're holding the tube and you're about to squeeze, <laughs> it might just benefit you to think twice.
1: Yes. Have grace.
0: Have even grace. Even though it's
1: hard. Yep. It- and if you fail, just remember that there's always that chance to do better because we have all failed this way.
0: And there you go. I think that's a good place to end our podcast. I do want to let people know that uh, we do have a website. It's and andthereyougo.live. It's not .com or .org. This is a new extension. Uh, it's .live, and there you go. .live You can read more about Addie and myself on the website, and you can pick up our episodes. And we do have a blog as well. So, I encourage everybody to go out and check that out. And
1: under Olliebug Productions, and this has been
0: a production of Olliebug Productions. Mm-hmm. Exactly, that is our uh, corporate umbrella. And with that, we will sign off. So, and there you go.
1: And there you go.